I'm Ramel London and welcome to the Mainstream Podcast. Today I have the pleasure of sitting down with a writer, a producer, a filmmaker who is changing the game for comedy in the UK. His dedication to his craft has seen an idea grow from a web series to a BBC pilot to a BBC series and is now about to take the world by storm as his BAFTA award-winning series Dreaming Whilst Black debuts around the world this September. Please welcome to the mainstream Ajani Sam. <laughs> Hey. Hey. <laughs> How Welcome. are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, you know, I'm a dare. I love, uh, this guy's going to bring all the chill today. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. And I've got to say welcome to the mainstream. Thank you. It's good to be here. So good. Now, I'm a massive fan of Dreaming Whilst Back. I'm, I'm early adopter. Yeah, man. I remember web series, web series days. So it's been so incredible to see it go from strength to strength and just develop into an incredible, incredible show. Um, so congrats. Thank first you. First of all. Um, but I got to say, you're one of my favourite Jamaicans other than my husband. <laughs> I mean, you know, I compare myself to your partner, you know? So I'm going to just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there. And it's because you're a vibe always. If I see you on the dance floor, it's it's time. It's time. And you always keep it 100 about the industry. I've seen you Thank on you. many a panels, just keeping it real, free in the realness. So this is why it's perfect for you to be mm. here on the mainstream today. So we're going to dive in a little bit deeper. Yeah, and um, talk about the, the early days because you are Winsome's one son. <laughs> I love that you refer to yourself yeah, as yeah. Winston's one son. And um, I want to know, what kind of son was you growing up in Jamaica? Ah, uh, you a troublesome know, son. No, no, no. I feel like I'm never troublesome. I feel like I was inquisitive and I was like mischievous. Okay. So like, if you tell me, don't open the fridge. It's like, all right, cool. I'm not going to open the fridge. But you never said don't open the freezer. So now I'm going to look. So it's just how, things like that. How are you going to say you're not troublesome, but you're doing... Yeah, no, is that what I said? I was mischievous. Not, 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 not trouble. I don't think I was trouble. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I used to just, I used to just, I was the youngest of, like, summers I used to spend with my cousins, mm. and they lived on a dead-end street. Okay. But I was one of the youngest on the street. So because of that, I'm always around, like, older kids. So that yeah. I damn need up on a badness. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just involved because, like, me don't want to stay by myself. You know what I mean? So <laughs> now all of a sudden, we are our kind of mad thing. And it's like, it's not, it's not, it's not my fault. Aww. It's my cousins. <laughs> All the older ones just leading you yeah, straight. Man. <laughs> no, I love that. I love a big family unit. And would you say that your, your family is creative? And, like, was you in a, was it a creative environment growing up? You know, it's funny because my uncle is a leisure singer. So What's a leisure singer? Well, like, him have a proper job and thing, you know, like, him have a businessman and thing. Okay. But, you know what I mean? You see, if you have, like, a wedding or, like, a 60-plus birthday or, like, a funeral or something, okay, he's the guy. Right. He's the guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, And he was a singer when he was, like, 19, 20. But, you know, life, lifestyle life of and, course. you know, he's England and... Babylon, so you get a real job. So not blaming Babylon. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Like, so, but he he was um he he's incredibly creative. I think my family is has, is a big art taste family. Okay. So me I got jazz and blues. For, I said when someone son, me I got jazz and blues first from about seven years old. Mm. Should I just literally care? Me go roll out 
roll out the um the the blanket and I made that and she uh-huh. watch show. She'll make up a name for it. She call it reggae bed. Where should I get? Because she like, wanted to go out. No, yeah. So, <laughs> so should I get like a red stripe? Because them time the red stripe crates was like cardboard boxes. Yeah. So should I call it a reggae bed? So should I flatten? Should I go like to the back and get some like red stripe boxes and then like kind of pad them up and then put like a towel on top of it or a blanket oh. and then that's me on the reggae bed while she enjoy the show. So oh. from about seven, I go like just on blues fest. I go. Some fest. I'm going to like uh-huh. poetry readings, book readings, theater. Whenever one got them together, obviously, I just want to play a game or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. but she would bring me to all these yeah. art spaces. So I guess from early on, I've always been like exposed to art. Definitely. You. Yeah. That reminds me. You know, uh, there was a meme I saw recently of. Um, when the kids are upstairs at a house party, sleeping on the sofa, yeah. but it's the, the the same sofa, not the sofa, the bed where all the jackets go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, hear the yeah, bass yeah. Yeah, in the back. that was, that was, yeah. My mother just decided to look, she's going to live her life and basically wherever she go, make us go. Yeah. So subsequently, no, we can't sleep anywhere. Like, <laughs> if I'm tired, you know, in a matter of where, if I want club, like, me drop asleep, I sleep, club, oh, strip my. club, I agree. Just I sit down, oh. just lean up. <laughs> That's me. Fair so. enough. She trained you well. <laughs> change, change. <laughs> no, I love that. Well, definitely sounds like you was immersed in so much amazing sure. art and culture, like you said. Um, but it surprised me when I realized you didn't actually study anything that art based at the beginning because you studied architecture at university. Yeah, first yeah, of all. yeah. So you did that. But then ended up in the creative industry doing film, directing, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But how did architecture even get in this mix? I mean, I don't know. Me used to like Lego. I don't know. No, it's, you, you know, can't compare deep. architecture to Lego. No, but yo, you know what Jamaica got ready? Like, by <laughs> third form, so that's like 14, mm. is careers day. And you're supposed to. It's funny because even my school is like, them have the doctor, the lawyer, the engineer. They bring a police, but really them only bring a police because it's like a government school, so you have to bring a civil servant. But they don't want nobody to listen to the police, really. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it's doctor, lawyer, engineer. Yeah, me never want to really do them thing. And architect, to be fair, architecture is more creative than you think. Oh, okay. Because uh, it's design, right? You have to design. Fair. It's just that England, most of England building them ugly, but that are, that are England fault. That are not really like architecture fault you Understandable. know what I'm saying so <laughs> um, but yeah architecture just feel felt like the most interesting thing mm. um, I could still study art I could still study geography and True. you know just them kind of creative things TD and that stuff so yeah that's how I end up in an architecture which I did like to be fair but yeah. um, that's where I learned how to design actually Okay. so I would say that architecture throughout the architecture degree you have to learn photography you okay. have to learn like model making, drawing, painting, all of that stuff. So all my kind of like visual arts yep. skills came to use in architecture school. Okay. And subsequently, my mother ended up buying me a camera in my final year for doc Because we would go on school trips and yep. stuff and we'd have to do surveys. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she ended up buying me a camera that could record video Love that. at the same time. So that was kind of the first exposure to like yeah that unlocked a whole new world yeah yeah so and then to be honest I was still working in it until like the summer when come go back to Jamaica and their work 
and my older cousin, same one with their bro- bad behavior, which my father. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking to you. <laughs> like, he came to Jamaica one summer. Yeah. And he was doing film. He was studying film here. Okay. So I was just driving him around. Like, you know, I drive him, go film shoot. I say, yo, I want to take photo shoot. I want beach or something. I drive him, go. But, you know, my day, I follow him to the shoot and, you know, like a big old man a par with dog. I'm mean, say, yo, like this. Yeah, man, me drive you around. You know yeah, what I'm saying? This a nice little nice style here. But then it was just like, oh, yo, like I'm gonna have this idea, mm. and it was just his sketch, and he was like, oh yeah, cool, make a film it, film it, edit it up. And I was like, oh man, yo, me have a next idea. Okay. And I just literally, we spent the whole summer, like every week. Yeah. We would release a sketch on Vimeo and like promote it on Facebook Wait, and every shit. week every week for we did 13 episodes every week that's sick so basically the whole summer we just dropped oh my god a thing like it became a, a, a whole thing where yeah. we just dropped sketches every week um so we did that the whole summer and when he left that got the like somebody from Smirnoff saw the videos no way. yeah so somebody from Smirnoff saw the videos and was like reach out to like my other cousin and I was like yo like my sister, you're connected to the, you keep promoting these videos. Yeah. Who do it? And she's like, Oh, yo, my little cousin. I was like, Yo, like, when I can do something for Smirnoff, we do an online campaign. And um, them time that note, all me used to do mm. is come up with an idea and then I would be in it because we don't know nobody. <laughs> so, saving the budget. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but obviously, me never know film or not. I actually didn't know how to film. But yeah. I was like, Yeah, man, I me do it, man, me do it. I'm gonna just Skype him and say, yo, brother, like, I forgot to teach me how to use the camera by next week because I must film a Smirnoff campaign. So your cousin had left? Yeah, so you gone, were just left to. Gone, oh gone. my gosh. Literally, we filmed the thing. <laughs> Literally, we filmed the thing. We end up using two cameras. So I end up getting my brethren who they are serving. Oh for come, my. I'm literally telling him, I say, yo, that man, I know if you use camera. And I said, like, listen, just look through the lens, see? Look through the, 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 the viewfinder. And if you don't look like TV, it wrong. <laughs> That's a good tip. <laughs> so just, so just keep, make sense? yeah, just keep <laughs> aim it till it look like it makes sense. And yeah, and we filmed the campaign. And from then it just kind of snowballed. So you actually created a production company at this point, didn't you? Yeah, Blip yeah, yeah. Blip production. Oh, yeah, the other research. Come on, you know. So yeah, man. So that's when we end up create Blip. Y'all were getting paid and, then. Yeah, and we, we start the little campaigns here and there. and. Sick. So yeah, man, it's it's so that was the kind of birth of where I am now. Amazing. I mean, I mean, it clearly works because from Smirnoff campaign to then having your own production company, that's a big deal from yeah. just doing a couple of sketches. Yeah. And then I'm um, I'm assuming this is what led you to go into the Met School, Met Film School. Yeah, yeah. So um, eventually we got a job with um. A director at the time, a big director in Jamaica at the time, Michael, and he. So we were kind of working under him and doing mm. like commercial, like big, big jobs and all. But through him, his company, amazing. Um, but he was just like, "Look, man, like every director who you look up to on the island wanted to make a film, but okay. he was like, you know, them need to make money, so them start make commercial. Yeah, then okay. them start make money and them say, you know, I'm gonna buy a nice car." But now you have bills, so mm. now you're gonna make more commercial. Man said, then you know you might have a girl, and you know you want to take her out, so now you need more commercial. And he's like, you get trapped in. He's like, look, I would love to make films, yeah, but me have 
woman picnic build a company. I pay you lot. Oh my god. So he's like, so I can't just leave and make a film. Yeah. So he's like, actually, if you really want to do this film thing, try to do it before you have any expenses at all. Wow. That's so yeah, advice. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, all right, cool. I mean, if this man literally, I tell me basically leave him. <laughs> I'm like, cool. So wow. I literally start look up film schools and stuff. And that's when I came back to England to, to yeah, to study film. So there was a lot of back and forth from, from Jamaica and England. What, what, why was that? Was it just um, education? So, or? Yeah, so I came up for uni to study architecture. Right. And then I went back. And then three years after that, I came back again to go to film school. And I've kind of like been here since then. Okay. Would you say that, like what's the what's the creative opportunities like in Jamaica? Because it sounds like you're doing amazing. Obviously, he's advising you to yeah. to look for other options, but like, weren't the prospects? Didn't you see it going any further? In so Jamaica? it's not about seeing it go further. You know, it's about what type of content that's made in Jamaica. So, okay. for again, commercials, yeah, because it's it's one of the hubs of the Caribbean. So yeah, even course. with Caribbean campaigns, it's Jamaica them come come grew up. Yeah. Which is great, but that's commercials. Yeah. Or like music videos. Again, obviously, you know most of the artists them are, are, are yard artists. So again, that would be great. Mm. But in terms of T V and film, yeah. Enough people of shoot a Jamaica, but nothing is birthed from Jamaica. Okay. So like realistically, like what what the last Jamaican movie where you, where you, where you watch? Let me just look at this Google. Yeah, that's like, no, that's that's the point, right? That's the point. Yeah. Or like, what's the last TV show where you know mm. what create out of Jamaica? And that was the thing. So I was like, well, become yes, I can keep then going this road, yeah. and you know, make commercial or make reality TV. Jamaica have every reality TV show oh, fair possible. Enough. Like, trust me, anything you can. DJ, boxing. Uh, we have our own model and you know, like Project Runway yeah, and yeah. Equivalents. Um, we have our own reality TV, Jamaica reality TV show. Oh, God. I need to tune in, but it sounds good. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's that, which you, again, you earn great money. Mm. But that's not narrative storytelling, yeah. which is what I really wanted to try and give myself a shot to. Fair enough. So, yeah, that's why I came back. Well done. I mean, that must have taken a lot of, you know, to especially move completely over mm. to the UK and like leave family behind and leave yeah, it, it could have been a risk. It it, it was a risk. Yeah, it, it was a risk. And Fair. for a very long time, everybody feel like say, "May I waste my time?" So really, yeah. I mean, because you know, no, like most of the industry, mm. it's funny. People, nobody talks about money in this industry. Huh. And I would say, even when I started doing like a corporate things here and there, it never really, much just appear rent. Just, you know what I'm saying? Enough time I beg auntie, yo, like, you know, I can't get all the money this month, you know, I could sort something out. So for a while, I guess, until you take that leap into long form, which is like television or like feature film. Yeah. Is a luxurious hand to mouth industry yeah that makes so much sense so okay you're here in the uk you've joined uh the met film school which is a very prestigious, prestigious I mean, yeah, place. <laughs> but i'm assuming you're now in a very uh different world compared to jamaica white middle class world perhaps me <laughs> what was your experience like at the met film school? i mean yo is is what it is you know what i'm saying like 
I was the only black guy in my year. I assumed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I made friends with the only black guy at LFS, which was Kobe. Oh, my god! And then when I was leaving, one black guy came in below me. So then we became friends as well. Um, so there was like a network of yeah. like only black film students. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, uh, it happens. It's one of those things. We always find each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gravitate yeah. to each other and, we, and automatically it's like, I got you, bro. But it's, I never ever really think about it. It's funny, cause I mean, you know, we just gravitate. Cause I mean, never really come here and say, "Me, I look for black people." Yeah, yeah, of course. But but yeah. we we're, we're just magnetic. We're just finding each other, as you say, you know. Yeah. So, but it was calm. To be honest, I was just because I came here, cause that means I started at like twenty four. Okay. And not for the not for the people at school were coming straight from uni, so yes. like twenty one. Yeah. But remember, by this point, me done a work a parent. Me, me have a carriage. So like, I was mm. living like adult yeah. life. Essentially, so by the time I come met film school, me never. I was just like, yo, I'm just there. I forget this degree, you know, dog. Like, me never really. I try do up one bag of nonsense, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you that's what. Yeah, me yeah. come for for do my thing. Yeah. So yeah, it was calm. It was calm for me. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I I wanted to make sure that you was all right. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Yeah. But um, it sounded like it was an amazing opportunity to get work out there because you're. Your graduation film mm. did incredibly well and screened. Mm, 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 you mm, you mm. ended up screaming it, screaming it, screening it at international festivals yes. such as Cannes, Blackstone, Philadelphia, and Montreal World as well. Um, just to to name a few. So, what was your game plan at the time? Uh, to be honest, so when I think the one of the issues with education, mm. I think in general, because it's similar with architecture, is they teach you how to do the profession yeah but they don't necessarily teach you how to exist in the business of that industry so true right so with film school you very much get taught how to make a film yeah and it's like you know if you make a great film you'll go to festivals somehow our agent will magically see you at a festival <laughs> and you'll pitch your feature film and that feature film will get picked up and yay you're a successful yeah. filmmaker which very much never happened for nobody actually mm. who no one in my year that happened to crazy and even though some of us had some really great work um so i feel like that was uh yeah that not i'm not when i want to say a shock but mm. it was a reality to check of, of like yo like you can be good and still get nowhere yeah so you really have to be strategic about the industry okay so you've made a very good point that they never actually give you the game plan mm -hmm. but you had a great game game plan and i'm really impressed that you was able to get your work out there but in all fairness like what does it take to get a film at these international festivals like are there costs are there promotional ele yeah, yeah. like elements involved like how do you even figure out like you know how can i put my work out there like what did you actually do well to be honest you submit to anybody can submit to film festivals which is what we did Amazing. but you don't know like you don't know for example which fest certain festivals have certain remits or okay. certain things that them like so if you don't know you just you can't spend one bag of money i submit to everywhere yeah and 90 percent of it is no Oof. when half of them is probably no because they don't program that type of work anyway yeah but if you don't do your research and find out then you're not gonna really know 
So right? subsequently, but again, me me is more a man for just do something and then figure it out. So like you know what I mean. So I like that. But though. yeah, man, just the middle school, dash for the money and submit to everywhere and see what can go on. You know. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, that was kind of my strategy really i've always been like just try everything and see what what stick that's it so that was that was that really oh, well done again well you definitely tried everything because in 2018 you started your dreaming whilst black journey which <laughs> i absolutely love um i genuinely remember the hype around the web series i, I remember the trailer um, it was you running on the track mm. and it was like up against like, you know, your white counterparts yeah, yeah, and all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. So we all knew he's going to be talking about the real struggle <laughs> out here. Like that trailer definitely set the pace, which was beautifully done and beautifully executed because I feel like it was everywhere at that point. Um, so tell us about the birth of the series. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the birth of the series was very much again now deciding to play the game strategically mm. you know again i had a short i had a really good short film friends of mine had really good short films all of us were still just doing nothing mm. essentially or trying to get runner jobs and stuff but at that time hood documentaries came out yes and kind of became this national well that meme is oh still, my gosh the meme still, still is, you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know what i mean so i uh, saw so him did boss I was like, okay, cool. Insecure trailer for season one, they drop oh around the God. same time. And I remember Awkward Black Girl, and I was like, raw, like the difference between what she did and yeah. this HBO thing is nuts. Yeah. Um, and then I heard Cecile M.K., who did I Can't Sawfish, directed <gasps> part of season one. Yes. So that was from the web series. So I was thinking, raw, like things start, like there's something happening yeah. in the atmosphere kind of vibe. and. By the time I say Swill, so that's Michael yes, Dapper's Michael hood. Dapper. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Michael Dapper's thing with the big shack. Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, well, it's funny because part of it was ego of saying, yo, them man ain't even got film school, dog. <laughs> so what about me? Yeah. I must be an idiot. Why, why, why me not do what them do? You know, yeah. so we very much came from a space of, well, if we went to film school and think that we're so well educated and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm we must be able to do a web series that is as good, if not better, than what's out there. Fair. So yeah. literally me, Max, Natasha, Laura, Mark, um, Ali, Rob, like the whole, I just got all of the man in front and the girl in front of film school and it's like, yo, like, let's, I have this idea for this web series, let's, let's do it. And we just said, cool, let's take all these skills and try and make this product that we think can be the next thing amazing so it sounded like you you had a team off the bat yeah, yeah, yeah. we had we had a that's team amazing. we had a team we had a team it's teamwork met the dream work man that's it so what what like who were like the core people i mean you mentioned a few yeah but yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. for anyone that's thinking i need to get get a show off the ground like mm. who would you say is the core kind of people and like roles for the team to really make it come to life um so we would be, so it's literally with me, Max, Natasha, Lara were like the core four, but we were all directors. Okay. <laughs> but it was just like, cool, you direct two, you direct two, you direct two. When you are direct, me, I produce, you are shooter, da, da, da. Okay. And we linked up with Caleb, um, who was a great cinematographer at yeah. the time. He had just finished med school as well. And he was just like, yeah, well, I have a camera, but you know. 
if I don't have no money, then <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's limitations yeah, to this thing. Real. So yeah. I was just like, yo, brother, just put the thing back out of focus and we we'll move. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and yeah, no, it's, it's real. Um, and again, find for on a sound man again who was coming up, Julius, who again, big sound designer now. But at the time, he was just looking, you know, he's trying to sound short films mm. so it would be the four of us we would play all the roles like a cameraman and a sound man and that's it so even sometimes when me I shoot like say a close up remember where I shoot a close up with me and like Vanessa at the time mm. and it's her shot and me I kind of hold the reflector right here so and I say my lines because wait you was literally holding literally it literally holding the reflector <laughs> And saying the lines because it's her close-up. And it's, yo, you just have to do what you have to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, but we invested our time in the story. Clearly. Because we was like, yo, like, at the end of the day, nobody not really business about how glossy a thing look. Mm. You know what I mean? And you can't gloss over a shit script anyways. Mm. True. So as long as it's good, as long as it's funny, as long as the actors are decent. Yeah. Everything else you can get, you can get. It's a web series. I'm not gonna expect nothing from it. Fair, that is fair. You know what I'm saying? So as long as it's funny, as long as the story is good, yeah. Everything else you can't forgive. That's amazing, man. I love that, and of course it paid off because you ended up getting a BBC pilot in 2021. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about that. How are we navigating web series to getting commissioned? Because I think that's a lot. A lot of where people are right now, they're like, I've got yeah. some sick ideas, man. This needs yeah, to be on yeah, TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. But Ma <laughs> yo, but yo, but we got nose everywhere. Damn. Everywhere. And yeah, not many people. All I'll say is it's not lost on me that a black woman who I believe at the time was the only black woman who was in a commissioning position mm. is the one person who said yes. Can you imagine? So big up Sarah Asante. Big her up. For you know what real, I'm saying? Because she's definitely yeah, changing yeah, yeah, yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah. She saw it and she was like, I love it. Like, Amazing. let's write a pilot. But everybody else, including um, one of her colleagues, saw it and said, oh, you know, it's really, it's nice. Mm. But, you know. It's I bet, the, I bet quiet the tunes change now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't. Listen, my, my, my godfather used to tell me, because even when I wanted to do the film, um, you know, obviously my family not exactly excited to so want to quit architecture for the film. Mm. And the man said, brother, you can't judge somebody because they don't have vision. Yeah. I said, everybody don't have vision. Oof, that's deep. So it's like, you just have to understand, say, most people are going to look upon a pile of rubble and see a pile of rubble, but only few of us will see it and see the empire. Um, so I've always kind of just had that in my mind say yo like it's okay if these people think it's a bad idea yeah. because they just don't see they can't see it that one hit me because the vision is for you it's so obvious to them yeah eh, yeah and looking back no everybody's like oh my god it must have been a like mm. i'm like <laughs> sure <laughs> Sure, you like it now, but <laughs> but hey, you got here, and of course, it went from being a pilot to a full blown series, mm -hmm. which I'm so so excited about. Um, so for anyone that is interested in getting shows commissioned, what advice would you give them? Um, 
I would say, and my tutor told me this, he was like, when you're making stuff for yourself, make exactly what you want. Amazing. Because the minute you're paid to make something, you're making what they want. Oh. Right? But subsequently, the, the good thing about, the beauty about our situation is that we made what we wanted first mm. and then BBC wanted what we made. Okay. So even when writing the show, it, you know, obviously everybody gives notes and everybody has their own opinions of on course. what they think is best. But at the same time, there were there would be times that we were like, well, okay, that's perfectly fine. Mm. But like, this is what the show is. Mm. And it's not that. Yeah. So that note can't work for me. So, um, so I would say people need to definitely, um, if you can, again, you don't have to, especially now, like when we were doing it, phones, at the time, phones probably couldn't film stuff because the phone quality never reached us. So. Yeah. But even now, like if I was to do it right now, easily me that take a phone and I mic my and I and I and I sound man because the phone quality is good. It's true. I'd say remove the barriers mm. to entry. You know what I'm saying? And equally another thing my tutor told me. See, I was paying attention. Architecture I'm school glad. architecture <laughs> school may never listen as much. But film school, yeah worse of my money save and pay for it. <laughs> me and I every class I listen. So <laughs> but he was like in theory if you make a film set in your house, mm. Jan Spielberg can make the same film. Fair. In theory. Yeah. It's purely skills are going to dictate to for film better. Mm. But the minute you start making some action or genre, zombie thing, the fact that you have 100 million and you have like 2,000 pounds mm. save, you'll expose yourself. 100%. So even in that, I would say make within the means that you have. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So even if you want to make uh, and there are short, there are loads of examples like this. Like there's a horror, I don't remember the one, there's a short film horror like Tickle or something like that. Yeah. Where it's set in one room and this, this about, what's his name's in there? Not Jovan, Purcell's in there. Where it's like, there's like a Tickle Monster. Oh. There's like a Tickle Monster and it's a horror film. Yeah. The guy who made House, his house, the 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 horror film on Netflix, his, film, his previous film yeah. is set in one room, which That's looked like, Somebody's bedroom, probably his bedroom. Okay. But it's it's called the tickle monster. And man dead with him, girl. And he's like, him just get tickled. And he's like, yo, like, why you touch me? She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I'm like, even he managed to make a horror film. Literally. Set in his one room with not much lighting. Me, what? I'm like, there's not much lighting in this. Wow. And him spent one, him spent, it looked like him spent all that money upon the one shot at the end. Where you see, because <laughs> it got better. Where you see the monster, <laughs> but the rest of it is just suspense. He's building suspense ah. through, through like through camera angles mm -hmm. and sound design and all of that shit. So I'm like, that don't mean making what you have doesn't mean don't do genre or mm. don't do you don't explore the themes that you want to explore. It just might mean you don't have a car chase. Yeah. Fair. That makes so you know much what I mean? sense. That makes so much sense. No, I mean, that's food for thought for a lot of people that, who are trying to explore other mm -hmm. avenues and all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. it's definitely paid off. You are now an award-winning filmmaker. 
I'm so proud to say Thank that you. you picked up the Royal Television Society's 2022 Breakthrough Award and, of course, the Holy Grail in UK TV, a BAFTA for emerging talent, for fiction, for dreaming whilst back. So tell me, first of all, being nominated is a, a big deal. A so what team. was it like realising off the pilot... It's mad, isn't it? That you won a BAFTA and, and Royal Television Society, like, accolade. Yeah, it was mad. It was mad. It was... <laughs> Your speech was because, sick, by the way, at the BAFTA Awards. Listen, because some people feel like we're a big damn things in my lad. And I'm like, listen, when I could go up there and come be like, oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> it's like, now nah, they give me a microphone, I have something for set. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, because the streets don't validate the thing already. Mm. Like, the people don't say, yo, your thing's sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is who we make it for. Yeah. And as much as we're grateful for the awards and stuff, like, again, we always say, like, we make this for our community. Yes. You know what I mean? So even if we did win every BAFTA, if the streets was like, nah, bro, my man's thing's dead. That would have hurt me. That would have really hurt me, me. Versus the streets lift up the thing properly and we don't win nothing. And then everybody has said, like, for example, when Michaela Cole never get nominated for nothing at the Golden Globes. Don't even start. Twitter light up. Of course. Because them I say, yo, I fuck with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, would I rather that mm. than win everything? And I guess we're going to support him because he's black, innit? Nah, <laughs> not even. Not even. So, but it was a great, I mean, honestly, even my agent and I, we were just like, look, if we can just get nominated, then... It says a lot. Calm, innit? Yeah. So from time we get nominated, I read, I did more celebrations when we were nominated. I had a whole dinner when I was nominated. That's you know sick. what I mean? Because I was like, yo, this is this is it. Yeah. Like, we're nominated. Yeah. Invite people, come at dinner, la la la, one bugger <laughs> thing. So it's like, after I'm a win, it's like, well, we don't even know if a dinner over come. We don't spend the money for the dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, you had a party there. Yeah, no, no, no. But that, to be lip. fair, and that's why, you need, that's why it's good for our friends. Cause yeah. Like, a friend of mine was just like, yo, doc, so what you had to Because she did come at the dinner. Yeah. So she's like, yo, so what you had to for the for the BAFTA? And I was like, I mean, no, no. She's like, nah, leave it to me. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, so like Nicole, Stephanie, they were like, JJ, they were just like, yo, we're going to just turn up in it. That's like, beautiful. We'll deal with it. So, yes. yeah, man. Celebrate every win. Everyone. We love it. And um, I know representation means a lot to you, mm -hmm. both in front and behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And um, I've heard so many amazing things about the atmosphere on set from mm -hmm. the web series to the pilot to mm -hmm. the full commission series. And um, you you mentioned Co Kobe, who's an incredible director who you've worked with. Sebastian Phil worked on it as well. They've all been early adopters mm -hmm. in, in the Dreaming Whilst Black um legacy I, I will say and i think it's important that we continue to see more black producers directors mm -hmm. makeup artists stylists mm -hmm. i've heard so many good things about how not even not even heard i saw so many good things on my screen the hair the women the hair was on point the clothes were on point the makeup was the right complexion <laughs> you guys made sure it was right so for you when you're creating a show or whilst creating the show, like how did you continue to like implement that, you know, the culture is represented and comes through and shines through? Um, I feel like it's a lot of it is based on just hiring. Yeah. 
because you can't, you can't sit on a micromanage everybody. Uh, da, 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 da. Mm. So, but when you're like gathering the team, yeah, who you put in the team is the most important thing. Definitely. And that is where we really kind of rigorously like think about or like interview and like talk to people about and you know check people's receipts. Yeah. Um, to make sure. <laughs> make say, sure they're real. You understand? <laughs> make sure they're <laughs> do the thing. Um, because you is. You just want people to feel safe, yeah. you know what I mean? And you want people to have a good time. And you you want people, at the end of the day, like Babs, like Babs who played Vanessa, they were saying, you know, like, when this show goes out, if people like it or not, when somebody is doing a think piece, it's your face that they're going to abuse. Yeah. So, like, actors have an incredible amount of vulnerability being on screen because imagine doing dreaming was black and then your face got put out dreaming was black is sexist what are your face there you meanwhile you know right you just gotta go sell lines all of a sudden <laughs> your face, you know what i mean yeah that's the pressure that actors are under yeah so when you have that kind of responsibility it's just you just have to make sure that everybody feels safe yeah um which is why we try to foster an environment like everybody makes the show amazing like Costume, Aggie, music advice, hair and makeup, Aggie, script advice, mm. actors. Babs and Danny sit down the day before we shoot one scene and say, Yo, we don't like the scene. Oh. Yeah, just straight. They're okay. like, you know, we don't think these two women should be talking about this. It okay. feels a bit reductive. I was like, all right, cool. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> like, Let me just yeah. rewrite this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I'm literally sitting in another hotel and we sit down and rewrite the scene and boom, back, send it off to everybody. Wow. Next day, them go shoot the scene with them once. Yeah. Cool. But wow. that way, we, when you kind of create this environment where everybody has a voice, yes, you get the best product, Definitely. right? Because at the end of the day, nobody not, like, me not busy, me not precious, me not act like say my word. Two men, and you hear me to be fair, so two men and a woman write the show. Mm. But Yemi only write on two eps. Okay. So there are four eps in which there's no um woman perspective. Yeah. So so really I would be arrogant to say if a if a woman or a person comes and says, Look, I don't feel like I would say that mm. for me to say, Oh well, you know, I mean write it. So oh, well. You know, <laughs> do your job. Um, so yeah. <laughs> So we create that environment where everybody's voice is kind of heard mm. or valued. And subsequently, I feel like that helps shape the product because everybody just improves the thing. Amazing. That's so good. So positive as well. And um, I love that the the show is, it has that mass appeal like so many people are mm. enjoying the concepts the stories mm. my favorite episode is episode three especially with that dinner you lot need to watch if you haven't watched it <laughs> the splitting of the bill that was a debate in a lot of people's <laughs> circles um but no it's created such a huge huge appeal and we're going worldwide now baby you have now got an incredible collaboration with a24 who have not only co-produced but also distributing mm -hmm. the show around the world mm -hmm. now for those of you that don't know a24 are the incredible production company behind euphoria which is one of my mm -hmm. favorite shows the oscar-winning film moonlight and now dreaming whilst black not dreaming whilst black Jeez, come know. on so talk <sighs> about this big link up yo uh, I know, I mean, 
<laughs> you know, you can humble You know, it's right? funny because, no, no, no. When we got the commission, you know, again, obviously we love um, and respect everybody at BBC. However, the BBC operates within government restrictions. Of course. And, you know, when we wrote the episodes, we were like, boy, you know, we kind of need more money. And okay. they were like, look, well, we hear that, but like, this had the money. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but they're like, but feel free to find more money oh, if okay. you can find Good. it. So yeah, so that was when it was like, cool, everybody start now pushing out and it's like, you know, my, my agents and stuff start mm -hmm. looking for more partners, which we did get quite a few offers after the pilot, okay. you know what I mean? But <laughs> it's like, it's funny because you know when you have like, it's like, it's like you can't get Nikes or you can't get Jordans. And A24 was just like the Jordans yes. of this. So we were just like, yo, like, we not, we not even know if these are the best fit, but are the best name brand fit. Fair so they're going to take the name brand yeah. um, company, which they were, and they've been incredibly um, supportive throughout the process. And yeah, so now we're on CBC in Canada, Jeez. if you're watching. Or, you know, if you're in Africa, Amazon Prime. Jeez. Or, you know, if you're in America, Showtime, Paramount Plus. And, you know, if you're other parts of the continent stay tuned um, love that <laughs> love that worldwide so, yeah man so it's been good it's been a good partnership that's beautiful that's beautiful and you've mentioned you you have an agent i do it sounds like y'all are working we be working <laughs> i love that for you because not only have you been working on dreaming while dreaming whilst black you've also joined the cast of Channel 4's uh, comedy series, Chivalry. Mm -hmm. You did a special festive episode of Doctor Who, Eve of the mm -hmm. Daleks, which is huge. That is a, like, Doctor Who's different, it's different, different levels. Different gravy. Different levels. <laughs> so you are working. I know um, that for a fact. So, um, of course, with all these big money moves, <laughs> big. I'm sure there's a lot that you need to discuss Please. in terms of the, the trajectory of your, trajectory rather, of Please. your career. There's moves and there's money moves. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've been making moves. The money moves are coming, bro. The money moves are coming, but so these things that you've just listed are not money moves. See, <laughs> this moves. is why I love you because you're like, listen, like, let's retract that it, bit. It look good. It look good. But there's a reason why everybody in America strike. Okay, because the thing, not as fruitful as it looks. Okay, well, the moves, the moves have been wonderful moves. Thank you. Been <laughs> and it, it kind of made me think, like, when discussing with your agent what's next, what am I doing, how involved is your agent? Massively. Like, my agent's Nigerian. Love so, that. Come on, Nigerians. You know what I'm saying? So, them, the money, them, man, they defend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but between him and, like, my acting agent, um, they... They have, uh, it's been strategic. Of course. And I think from early on, I've always thought strategic from a personal perspective and my agents equally think in that way. Yeah. So it's not just uh, get acting jobs. It's like, well, what acting jobs increase the visibility to help us with our projects? Love that. So, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. even before Dreaming Was Black, when the pilot dropped, it was like, all right, cool. So we have the black fans already. Mm. What we can go in, uh, forget some more fans yes. so we can bring them back to Dreaming Was Black. Yep, yep, Which yep. is how things like Doctor Who come back. Because like, yeah, man, we can get some some of the nerd them for come <laughs> and come in at the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and to be fair, the Hooniverse, 
Yeah. It's, it's large, you it's know what I'm saying? It's a tick. Yeah, no, it's sick. I, yeah. I, you know what I mean? I mess with it. Like, yeah. I watch it. It's so, good, good. And, you know, so it was like that. Or like when I was in chivalry, it's like, oh, yeah, man, we can get some white fans over here some for you know, them love Steve Coogan, so you know, if them love Steve Coogan, they might love your thing. Going oh at that. Gosh. So it's it's strategic. It's yeah. like don't just be out there. It's like what elevates the career. Yeah. So even sometimes to be honest, I'll audition for stuff knowing that I won't get the role. Oh wow. But it will be no, you want the casting director to see you. I see you. Okay. You understand? So at least it's like cool, my audition. They must say, actually we really love the tape, but you know. The not role, this time. You're not this time. Okay. But that just means that when them get something else, they're yeah. like, actually, I know who's sick. I could call her Johnny. Come on. So it's, yeah, so it's very strategic how we've moved so far. Yeah. And equally, the worst no. Yeah. No is like, well, what's the next real? Now we need to make money move. Yes, so, money moves <laughs> so, are loading. So before we move, make could just see what I'm going. And then, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, again, I loved Dreaming Whilst Black Thank and you. binged it, obviously, because I'm, I'm a, a true fan. Um, and I love that the character of Corbena has changed so much over mm. the years. Um, but I especially love that he's got his woke side <laughs> and he's got his like preppy Carlton Bank side. <laughs> and I genuinely, I remember seeing on your Instagram when you shaved off your, your beard yeah, 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 and yeah. I, I, for a minute, Thought you cut your hair for a split second. I was like, absolutely, this man is not going to do that because they did they did they green screen your they hair? Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I didn't shave though. I didn't shave. What? I, did, I did shave. Oh, your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But shave, at one shave, point, shave. I generally thought, did Ajani just cut yeah, off his locks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you even question it? Did no. it even come up? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not, not, I'm like, it's funny because people are like, oh, you don't cut your hair for a roll. I'm like, how much are you paying me? That that's mm. the question. Is there a fig? Is there a figure that you'd cut your hair? I for? feel like there's a fig. Like, look, <laughs> at the end of the day, look, I hear it grow back. If somebody look for me, I say, yo, bro, like ten m's. <laughs> you got yeah for cut your hair for going to some some police sitting. Me don't know, like not even maybe like police, like you know, maybe it's like some deep role where. You're you Rasta and you end up get persecuted in a prison and they okay. cut off your locks and la 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 la. Okay, fair. T- 10 million. <laughs> the character brother. development has to be there. Yeah. <laughs> if it's there, forget the character development. If it's there, if the money's there, <laughs> I'm going to grow it back. <laughs> I want this. <laughs> I couldn't not ask because when I saw the green screen, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> they took this man's hair. So I love that. You, listen. You. Everyone's got a price. <laughs> Let's not front. I'll go bored if you need me to, guys. It's fine. You understand? It's we fine. have mouths to feed. Even my hair don't even grow that quick. Yeah. Okay, the money will <laughs> keep me warm at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. You're such a real one. And yeah, man, you're just genuinely, I'm so happy for everything that you're doing. Thank you. Like, you know, I see the passion. I see the love going into everything you're doing. Uh, so... For anyone that is starting out in the industry, what should they know before they get in? We now come to you for the real talk answers. Um, me that's a focus on your craft. Okay. Like, the reality is, you know, them say luck is preparation meet opportunity. Yeah. The reality of the matter is, yes, 
we got we came out even though we did get commission after black Li- before black lives matter to be fair okay but even when it came out when the whole you know agenda da 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 da, da bbc i commit this amount to the thing yeah we had a whole web series ready of course i've been i've made over 20 short films damn like so you giving me the opportunity yeah you don't know. That's why you're surprised that I'm good. <laughs> you don't know the groundwork. For real. But I've been putting in the groundwork. Yeah. So that means when I get the opportunity, I'm ready. Yeah. So, and that's why, I'm, that's why I said earlier, don't wait till you have, you need 5,000 pounds for McFell, la, la. No, bro. You yeah. have a camera, you have actors, you have ideas. Go. Cecilia MK, same thing. I can't selfish was two girls chatting yeah <laughs> like yeah. that's it but it was great it and was. she got she got tv work from that Amazing. um so just focus on improving the craft that's first and foremost um then when you have a sense of like your craft yeah i think that's when it's like let's now be strategic about what craft what do i make now that i've found my voice what do i make that will get attention or what do i love because I think it's love that people see in Dreaming Was Black. Oh, they 100%. feel they feel like the people who made it really stick them foot in it, which we did. Yeah. And so I, I honestly think make what you love and don't follow trends. Because mm. the reality is, by the time if you go say cool Netflix, I make beer. You don't know fantasy show right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. By the time you go write your fantasy sh- thing, I make it. Them don't move on to the action. So now yeah. Yeah, we are chase. Yeah. So I think really just find what's your voice because what's, what do you want to say? Yeah. Because in a world where there are probably over 2,000 short films made a year easily, mm. how do you stand out? And you stand out by being most true to yourself. Yeah. So I think spend, that's why I said spend the time and find your voice and hone your voice. And let people be on the journey with you. Like, again, I've made over 20 short films. I've released all of them. Amazing. You know what I mean? You have people I say, yo, like, remember when you had to, remember blip. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I look back, I was like, this was shit. But you you know what? You could tell these niggas were trying. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta yeah, appreciate like, yeah, what they like, were like these, you, you look and say, it's terrible. But you know what? These guys had ideas. <laughs> and it's that... Oh is that that's why I got hired? Yeah, I got hired because remember my boss is like, "Yo, brother," I was like, "Oh, yo," because I, I wasn't that great at editing to be honest. Remember, okay. I just I, I just learned over Skype, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "Brother, don't worry, I never hire you because you're good. Mm. I hire you because you're passionate." Oh wow! And it's somebody who passionate, we can teach for be good. Yeah. So that's why I, I focus so much on finding your voice, honing your craft. Because that's where you stand out. That's where it's at, man. I love that. I mean, those were some gems right there. And I feel like you're going to hate me now because I'm going to ask you for your top five tips to make it in the mainstream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you just freed so many amazing things. But I feel like you got more in the tank. Boy, I'm going to recycle some, but go. (laughs) That's fine. So, Johnny, (laughs) what are your top five tips to make it in the mainstream? Um, Focus on the craft. Um... If you're in film, film is about life, not about film. So study life. So that's architecture, poetry, 
music, psychology, sociology, anthropology, all of that's philosophy. Okay. Study that if you want to make a good film because yeah. you need to understand human behavior. Um, I would say be resilient. Like be prepared for everybody to tell you no. But if you believe deep down, say this thing I'll go work, mm. follow that voice and that voice alone. Um, be adaptable. I think sometimes we you have to be able to pivot. Like I wanted to, I always wanted to make films. Yeah. You know, I mean, I never even really think about TV, but TV opportunity presents itself. Boom, we're gone. Will I make a film? Yeah, I'm sure. Of course. But right now, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. So be adaptable and um, always seek what you don't know. Mm. Because, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But that blind spot sometimes makes us arrogant. Mm. You know, so always, I say have self-awareness. That's a five. Okay. Self-awareness to, to be able to critique your own work and not just say, oh, it's not good become a door of money. Nah, bro. It's not just that. It's not... <laughs> Sorry to say. Oh, the actor was dead. <laughs> Sir, what did you tell the actor? Right. Where did you put the camera? Yeah. What words did you tell the actor to say? Because yep. maybe other words wouldn't make sense. Yeah. So having that self-awareness, <laughs> I think, is critical to be able to self-evaluate and improve yourself. I'm going to give you a bonus one. It's find your tribe who you can build with. Oh, yeah. Key, because like Kobe, I know Kobe, Kobe directed Dreaming Was Black. Yeah. I know Kobe from film school. Kobe DOP'd my grad film and I was a script consultant on his grad film. Amazing. A lot, we've been passing scripts to each other for years. Yeah. I just read a pilot film last week. Love that. That's, we've been building together. So find your tribe who you want to build with mm -hmm. and just grow with them. Yes, that was good. <laughs> I love a good top five tips. Well, thank you so much, Ajani, for joining us on the mainstream. Let everyone know. I mean, you definitely plugged where we can see the show. <laughs> well, where can we find you, support you, and of course, support Dreaming Whilst Black? Um, you can support Dreaming Whilst Black on BBC Three. Um, I play mainly. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you can also myself s ajani so that's a d j a n i on instagram at the ajani on twitter that's t-h-e-a-d-j-a-n-i and yeah man you know google me he out here <laughs> <laughs> so happy so proud thank you. and thank you so much for being on the mainstream love thank you for listening to the mainstream podcast with me Ramel London make sure you subscribe rate and review on Apple and Spotify and follow us at the mainstream UK and at Ramel underscore London